Ooh, welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our value customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Why, hello. Ooh, hey. Oh, sorry, I gotta go all deeper. How's everyone doing today? Hey, I, uh, saw you over there but I was, uh, from my table in the corner of the room. You, um, come here often? You know, uh, I do from time to time. Because, let me tell you, I've been here where I'm at right now exactly 69 times. Wow! Guys! We fucking did it, sir! Guys, we've reached episode Guys. 69. It's the sexy episode! <laughs> and I got a nice... Nice! If, 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 if oh all of you God. aren't yelling nice right now, rewind, listen to the intro one more time, <laughs> and say nice! Welcome, everyone, to Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop for the 69th time. Nice, my name is Griffin. Nice, and my name is Zach. And, uh, oh, we've just got some real sexy friends to talk about today. I know that our show earns the explicit tag every time, but we're just going to mention Oh, right it's going to be a rowdy one today. It's going to be rowdy and randy and It's going to be raw. lewd, g- crude. crude, and... Have a nude toed, because like you know, like we're, like yeah, it's an audio medium, Can so you're... whether or not we're nude doesn't really matter. But like it, you like 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 the toed of being nude. Yeah. So, um, if this is your, I I subscribe to the idea that every episode of a podcast is someone out there's first episode. So like, damn, y'all picked a good you, one. Yeah, if... you picked a good one. You picked a weird one too. It's gonna be great. If this is your first time to the show, welcome for uh, and just buckle in. This is a show where two friends run the pet shop of the multiverse and cater to you, the denizens of the multiverse, for any pet needs you might have. But instead, today, except for except today. for today, where we throw it out and we just do the horniest episode possible. Let's hit it. <laughs> We have combed through the owner's manual of 5th edition Dungeons and & Dragons, and we have picked what we think, we I, I think we can certifiably say we've picked the sexiest things in the book. It, look, we had a draft of at, what, 9 or 10, I think, and we, mm-hmm. we, we mm-hmm. sadly narrowed it down to 4. And it was um, it was a hard it was some hard decisions. Some tough cuts needed to be made, but we're pretty sure we've uh, con- collected the um, optimal configuration mm-hmm. to make sure you end listening to this podcast just like a little turned on. That's our That's goal. That's the goal right now. We'll do the we'll do the ones we cut from the list for episode ninety six. There we go. Episode ninety six. We'll do that. Or, or that's the reverse sexy episode, and we do the ugliest creatures, just the nastiest ones. That's pretty good, also. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll throw a gibbering mouth or that's yeah 
No, God, reset the momentum. So, so before, uh, so let's. Uh, why don't we just jump into this shit? Get this let's started. Just start with. Let's just start with everyone's favorite fiends, the the sexiest ones possibly ever. The sink, the 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 uh, the succubus and the incubus. Oh, I love succubi and or incubi. These are um, these are just some sexy little devils. Oh, they're so sexy. The the succubus, which is a a, a female presenting individual. Just like the clothes and like the hair, the the tasteful little horns out of the forehead. Oh yeah. The the like, I, I can't see the pupils, but I'm imagining they're like a like a like a red. Oh but yeah. Not like an evil red. No, you know? like like, a, like I'm gonna draw you in and make you be mm-hmm. like, oh shit, her eyes red. And then you get there, and then and 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 there's just some making out that happens. But then, you know. You get like your soul sucked out a little bit, mm-hmm. and like you look at those claws. It's like, are those gloves? Or are those like your hands? Oh, oh, oh it's her hands. Because like either way, I'm into it. There you go. And then the and then the incubus, who is the male, just just shirtless, oh, just, just jacked. Ripped. Oh, he's got like a choker on. Yeah, it's it, it's pretty hot. And they got that. They both got those like little devilish tails with, with the little and spade the on the wings. end. Yeah, no, nah, dude. God, they hot is what we're saying. Yeah. Yep. Succubi and Incubi inhabit all of the lower planes, and the lascivious, dark-winged fiends can be found in service to devils, demons, night hags, rakshasas, and yugaloths. Asmodeus, ruler of the Nine Hells, uses these fiends to tempt mortals to perform evil acts. <laughs> <laughs> The demon lord Grazd keeps succubi and incubi as advisors and consorts. Ooh, spicy. Though legend speaks of them separately, any succubus can become an incubus, and vice versa. Most of these fiends do have a preference for one form or the other. Mortals only rarely see a succubus or incubus in its true form, however, and the fiend typically begins their corruption in veiled, insidious ways. They are... Beautiful corruptors. Fuck yes, Th- Zach. This is the best shit ever. God, hit just just hit me with it. A succubus or incubus first appears in ethereal form, passing through the walls like a ghost to lurk next to a mortal's bedside and whisper forbidden pleasures. Sleeping victims are tempted to give in to their darkest desires, indulge in taboos, and feed forbidden appetites. As the fiend fills the victim's dreams with debauched images, the victim becomes more susceptible to temptation in everyday life. Inevitably, the fiend enters the mortal realm in a tempting form to directly influence a creature's actions, appearing in the guise of a humanoid who has previously appeared only in the victim's dreams. God, that's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Ooh, it's like, wow, you're the... You're literally... You're in my dreams. What? I saw you. The succubus or incubus seduces or befriends its victim, indulging all its desires so that it performs evil acts of its own free will. A mortal bequeaths its soul to the fiend, not by formal pledge or contract. Instead, when they have corrupted a creature completely. Some say by causing the victim to commit three betrayals of thought, word, and deed, the victim's soul belongs to the fiend. The more virtuous the fiend's prey, the longer the corruption takes, but the more rewarding the downfall. The succubus or incubus resorts to charming a victim magically only when necessary, usually as a form of self-defense. 
A charmed creature isn't responsible for its actions, so forcing it to behave against its will won't bring the fiend closer to the ultimate prize, the victim's soul. There was a sentence at the end of the last paragraph. I don't know if it's in your in the, the owner's manual, because I'm looking at this on, on the D&D Beyond. I may have skipped it. Oh, okay, cool. What did I say? Oh, the, the, after I successfully corrupting a victim, the succubus or incubus kills it, and the tainted soul descends into ah, the lower planes. I just missed that one. Oh, yeah. Just figured it was worth noting. That if you get mm. if you get if you get succubus, if you get sucked or inked or inked, then you go into hell, baby. <laughs> but it, but hey, it could be sexy down there, so who knows? They also have a deadly kiss, Sakrab. The kiss of a succubus or incubus is an echo of the emptiness that is the fiend's longing for a corrupted soul. Likewise, the recipient of the fiend's kiss gains no satisfaction from it, <laughs> please, experiencing only pain and profound emptiness that the fiend imparts. The kiss is nothing short of an attack, usually delivered as a final farewell before the fiend escapes. Yeah, but like, is it sexy still? The answer is yes. Indeed. Yes. And then there's a thing here about, like, succubi and incubi can reproduce with humanoids to create a type of fiend called a cambion. Whatever. Nice. But, God, they hot. Oh, they're, 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 um, they're pretty spicy. They're pretty spicy, Griff. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, the kiss is actually pretty rough. All right, hit, hit, hit. <laughs> Read on. The fiend kisses a creature charmed by it or a willing creature that must succeed on a DC 15 con save, taking an uh, average of 32 psychic damage. Shit. Their hit point maximum is reduced equal to the damage. Reduction lasts until long rest dies if their hit point maximum is reduced to zero. They can go in and out of the ethereal plane at will. Oh, no. they, have that, uh, they have that charm effect, which charms you for a full day. Damn. Uh, they can polymorph themselves. Uh, oh, they can polymorph themselves into a small or medium humanoid, so they can essentially have that like good old disguise self, alter self kind of kind of stuff. And uh, the fiend ignores the range restriction on its telepathy when communicating with a creature it has charmed. Ooh. The two don't even need to be on the same plane of existence, so it can go ethereal and still and still. That's that's Ooh. that's good. I love the whole tempting them to, like the, the, they don't charm to charm them is to like ruin the the thrill of the hunt essentially like they they want to get you there naturally yeah they want to just seduce like the, the magical charming mm-hmm. effect that ruins it <laughs> yeah no but uh yeah they they real spicy both in both in deed and in look and uh whew. It's getting hot in here, Grav. It's true. I think that these folks would be like, you know, like if you want to look at like the 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 uh, uh, term of selling your soul like differently, mm-hmm. would be really good like corporate recruiters. Oh God, yeah, yeah. like hey, come <laughs> come and join this Fortune 500 company. <laughs> They just set up pyramid schemes. Yeah, uh, what's her what's her name? Uh, Lexi Darling from Rent. Yeah. Yes. Mark Cohen, sell me your soul. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> she's a succubus. She's a sub. She's absolutely a. Succubus. She's absolutely a succubus. That's a, a very niche reference. So I hope everyone enjoyed that. Let that play. Let's be honest. That plays to our audience. There we though. go. Uh, but yeah, so anyone doing any of that work, probably a succubus, right? Mm-hmm. 
Probably. Probably. Succubi and Incubi would make really good, like... I think they're they like comprise the cheer squads for like hell sports. Oh hell yeah, M- most definitely. So like hell football, you know, it's all all hot incubi and succubi. Yeah, doing what what's a, a QP or whatever it is. I don't know that, that what the cheerleading terms. I know the term QP, but I'm not sure what exactly that is. But they do. But they do, and they do it. And it's so, sexy. And they do. Oh, they do it so well. <laughs> yeah, no, even the Incubus, they've got, like, the, the tightest little shorts, and it's just oh. like, oh. It's just, yeah, they all say juicy on the mm. back. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not sexy. Sorry, it says spicy on the back. I'm better, I'm, I'm more into this. You're more into spicy? Okay, well, they it say spicy, spicy across the back, and, okay. and, and everyone is just really wants to make sure that they know the best way to read the word spicy, so most people spend a lot of their time reading mm-hmm. the word spicy if you know what i mean wink and like uh, wink and then like all of the the cupies or whatever other cool cheer tricks that they do yeah they're all incredibly like well practiced and safe because safe is be, being safe oh, is being safe is so thing. sexy dude and like the incubus you know is gonna like it's like about to about to like you know throw the succubus up in the air is like i'm gonna throw you now are you okay with this and she says yes because, because consent, consent is so sexy yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah it's yes enthusiastically because nothing's better than enthusiastic <laughs> consent folks <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but I'm happy we but did. But we did. Hey, yeah, everyone, consent is important. <laughs> consent every time. I think I would be down, like, like if you could get to the point where, like, just just like having a succubus or an incubus as like a friend. Oh yeah. Like they they've like they've like failed to charm you, and like it's like no, nah, I'm good. Like I don't I don't want to. I'm, what you're putting down isn't really my flavor, but like I, I loved, I like your company. Yeah, like, like I'm vibing with what you're doing. I'm not super yeah. into it, but like you know, uh, uh, yeah, we could be hang out, like hang out and be friends, yeah. like right now, like when I go get a drink or something. And yeah, like I'd love to, I'd love to go out and get a drink with you and like hear about all the like you know the terrible men that you've dated. Yeah, uh, and just like it's like let me like just dish. Yeah, like, like I'm into that. Yeah, I, and like maybe you can give me advice on like my problems yeah jonesy the incubus yeah he's uh he's a good guy we... yeah yeah he's like tell me about you yeah and it's like oh thanks jonesy i'm glad you asked it's like i'm i'm here to listen yeah. i gotta call i gotta call that guy i do like i have to leave by like 1 a.m because there is like this like middle management guy that whose, whose dreams i need to invade but like until then my attention is completely yours awesome well hey go get him champ yeah <laughs> It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a sexy episode without the succubus and the Oh, of course not. That's how what we had to kick it off in the right way, and I think we did. I but now we, we should uh, we gotta get moving on, yeah. I mean, I guess I know. It's like we're not gonna get anything sexier than this. I don't know because moving on, we we've got some merfolk. Oh no! Now I will say, as like we're, ah. we're looking. Like, like looking at like the art in the owner's manual, you've got like the female presenting merfolk, mm-hmm. who like even by like our like you know our human gaze, mm-hmm. we w- would find pretty attractive. Like has a very lovely face, mm-hmm. like is curvaceous. Yeah. Um. The ma- Some midriff it, is revealed. Yeah. Uh. The 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 male presenting merfolk are kind of horrifying. 
Well, to be fair, that's like... Are you just talking about a page down with the marrow? No, not the marrow. The It might be a marrow? I don't know. It's definitely a marrow, dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a scary boy. No, but the merfolk are pretty. I like them a lot. They're pretty hot. It's like a triton, but with a tail. I was going to say, like, yeah, the... the like, if I'm thinking of a male merfolk, I'm, I'm imagining, like, a triton yeah. and just adding a, fi- a, a piscine tail. Yeah. Oh, so is that the piscine? Yeah. We've, we've learned this word before on here. I remember now. Yeah. But yeah. It's like how, you know, like, cattle are, like, bovine. Yeah. Yeah. This is piscine. So, uh... fish. So, yeah, we got our our friend here, you know, got a lovely face. Got, instead mm. of hair, has got, like, some cool, like, fin stuff happening. Uh, in, in place of hair. It's got some fins on, like, the forearms, the webbed fingies, and then just mm-hmm. that, that long Piscine tail. And mm. uh, they, they look, they're, they're pretty sexy. Pretty sexy. Uh, merfolk are aquatic humanoids with the lower body of a fish. They live in small tribes beneath the waves. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, aquatic humanoids are the upper body of, of a human, the lower body of a fish. Merfolk adorn their skin and scales with shell decorations. Merfolk tribes and kingdoms span the world, and their people are as varied in color, culture, and outlook as the human races of the surface. Land folk Love and that. merfolk rarely meet except by chance. Those star-eyed mariners tell tales of romance with these creatures along the shoals of, far- of faraway islands. Sexy. Mm, very, very romantic. Merfolk lack the materials and practical means to forge weapons beneath the waves, to write books That's and fair. keep lore, or to shape stone to raise buildings and cities. As a result, most live in small hunter-gatherer tribes, uh, each of which holds unique values and creeds. Only Quick a Quick pause. Yeah. I think that lacks imagination, but I see what they're going for. Yeah. Just wanted to make my narrative brain was like, hang the fuck on. I can think of ways that they could do this. Yeah, you can just car- but- carve it into stone. There you go. You can write. Duh. Idiots. Only occasionally do merfolk <laughs> unite under the rule of a single leader. They do so to face a common threat or to complete a conquest. Such unifications can be the beginning of undersea kingdoms with dynasties lasting hundreds of years. Love that. Love an empire. Merfolk settlements. They build their settlements in vast undersea caverns, mazes of coral, the ruins of sunken cities, or structure structures is the word I was going to say, <laughs> or structures they carve from the crocky crocky. Oh my god! I can't oh my say god, <laughs> Zachary! That they carve from the rocky seabed. They live in water shallow enough that the passage of time can be marked by the gleam and fade of sunlight through the water. And the oh, that's re- kind of cool. Yeah. In the reefs and trenches near their settlements, merfolks harvest coral and farm the seabed, shepherding schools of fish as land-based farmers tend sheep. <laughs> yeah, we see that if you've seen the the new Pixar movie Luca, he he dry, he, he goes around with the shepherd's crook just shepherding fish around all day. It's pretty great. Sure. Only rarely do merfolk venture into the darkest depths of the ocean. In such depths and in their undersea caverns, merfolk rely on the light of bioluminescent flora and fauna, such as jellyfish, whose slow uh, pulsing movements lend merfolk settlements an otherworldly aesthetic. Uh, Merfolk defend their communities with spears crafted from whatever materials they can savage from shipwrecks, beaches, and dead undersea creatures. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, merfolk like you know the the tales of sirens and their beautiful songs have uh gone for 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 millennia at this point. It's romance since for fucking Orpheus and not Orpheus, fucking Odys- Odysseus. Odysseus. 
<laughs> Sorry, Orpheus is is the one one to Hades and the whole walking mm-hmm. back and couldn't look back at Eurydice. And... Yeah, that's the one. Yes, the lot of now, O names. Should we ask the question that's on everyone's minds? I think I know where you're going with this, and sure. Where do you fuck? Okay, look. Now I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I I I want to go out there and say that not like like. Your like in, definition of sex can be widely varied. They, they, like, there, there's lots you do, can do. Like, you know, genitalia does not need to be involved for it to con- be considered sex for you. I mean, it That's can, totally it can just like not genitalia the genitalia. You know what I mean? Well, sure, sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not a, requ- it's not a requirement. Um, but like, I, I, I I'm just, don't, I'm just I, saying traditionally, I don't think, it, it, I just don't think it's gonna happen that way. Let me, yeah. let me put it this way: How do they reproduce? I mean. I would assume they reproduce the same way that like fish would, right? You know, like some like eggs are laid, and then like mm-hmm. and then like okay, you know, they're the eggs are fertilized. Yeah, I'm then, cool with that. Then, so, so, so male merfolk definitely got wangs somewhere in there, right? Well, it, whether it's a, a wang or just like a just a just a a, 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 pla- a place to to a, a spritzer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's, that was way better and funnier than what I was gonna say. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Oh, God. I was trying to think of whatever uh, uh, it is that <laughs> that birds have, but the, Coloca? a coloca, I think is cloaca, something like that. That they, you know, it's yeah, like it's like let's let's cloaca, cloaca. Yeah, why don't you uh, 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 look? Why don't you look up fish reproduction while we're at it? <laughs> How do fish fuck? Fish fucking. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is like a hang. Hold the fuck up. This is like an academic paper. All right, hit me with it. Is it titled this... "Fish Fucking"? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> by by Michael Blumenthal. Oh yeah. Oh, this is a this is a poem. Nice. Zach, this is a this is a poem. Should I read this full thing? How long is the poem? It's like one, two, three, four, five, seven stanzas. Oh, hit it, bro. Actually, wait. No, it might be longer. And this is just the first page. Okay, I can't read this full thing because okay. it's several. I don't. I only have access to the first page. Okay, beans. Well, yeah, I would assume the same way fish do. Okay, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's like I'm in um in that episode of uh, Futurama. You watch Futurama? Uh, I've watched Futurama. when they when they go to like the the planet with the merfolk and fr- fry and fries about the about to get down and dirty with one, and it's like, wait, what? What do you got there? <laughs> and fries like. I don't know, and then they have a disagreement. Yeah, then they're like, mm-hmm. "We, oh, I don't want to do this anymore." Because it was like, "What did you expect, Fry? Come on, man." Mm-hmm. Fry, ain't, Fry, Fry ain't smart, homies. No, yeah, Murfolk. There's probably a lot of kissing. Probably a lot of kissing, a lot of hand stuff. You know, yeah, it's like holding hands is like the most like, ooh, like it's like ooh, I saw them. It's like I caught them holding hands. Oh man, well, see, how would they hold hands though with the webbies? Ooh, maybe they can like. Ooh, maybe they can like. The webbing can like retract a little bit. So, so that because they they any they it's, adapt and so, so that they could hold hands. And so it's an all. It's like the ultimate sign of trust because like you're reducing your ability. Uh, you're to placing swim. your yep. You're 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 reducing your ability to, for for mo, uh, uh, mobility, and so you're placing your trust in your partner to like keep you steady and vice versa yeah, it's like that Ooh. it's like that theory with cats you know like when they do like the long blink mm-hmm. it's like yeah. it's a sign of trust because they're closing their eyes you know they're not right. being aware like, of their surroundings 
Or like how a dog poops when its back is turned to you. Because it, it trusts you. Oh, is that a thing? It's back. I don't know. As far, if I, I think so. I might be making that that's up. A nice that's thing. a nice thing. Yeah. It's like they, they, they turn their back to you when they poop because they're vulnerable and they're like, oh, this person's behind me. That, that's, a, that's, a ni- that's a nice, wholesome fact. It's not sexy, though. It's not sexy, though. We gotta, you're right. It's not sexy. I get, mean, like, unless you're into, like, like uh, merfolk. Uh, they're, they're, they're pretty sexy. And um, uh, that's, yep. Merfolk really like I mean they're sexy but like I think a lot of it here is like this is this is just like this is romantic. This is this is like You think with Merfolk it's of, more about the about the romance? I think so because the whole idea of, you know, court courtship and two creatures of opposite worlds falling for one another and 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 yeah like being for, obsessed with one another for a land person you know to, to come down like they've got a, a well they yeah, they've got to like you know use like an alter self spell or like a water yeah. breathing spell so they can only be down there for so long you know what i mean ooh yeah a wizard uh, someone who learns magic so they can learn alter self or yeah, like polymorph just, just so, they so that they can go be down. with their beloved now, granted, Ooh. the merfolk is amphibious, so it can't breathe air, but, like... Yeah, they, but they, they still can't, don't has legs. Yeah, they can't come too far on the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Zephyr, on the other hand, has got all self at will, <laughs> so he can, he can stay on that uh, sea for as long as he'd like. <laughs> so Zephyr could romance a merfolk. Dude... All right, that's uh, that's at end of the season plot. Zephyr's gonna go romance a merfolk. <laughs> I can see that though, of like, like when Zephyr decides to leave the country, and then we hear back from him, and like we like I, we don't see Zephyr for like ten years, and he comes back with a merfolk partner. Yeah. Like it's like, oh, hello, I, I have made a life under the waves. <laughs> Zephyr just decides, fuck this land shit, and decides to just live underwater, because he totally could. And that, like, honestly, we're getting on AP topics, but, like, that tracks with, like, your connection to the deep, because it's all that noise and being underwater. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. But anyway, merfolk. They they, 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 they're pretty romantic, pretty sexy, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's about. I can uh, definitely see the appeal. I can, I can see the appeal. Yes, definitely. Just like, damn girl, how you doing? But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's uh, poor that's merfolk. Merfolk. Now I think you can all. It is. It is the time in the episode where normally we would run an ad break. Yeah. And we're still going to run one. Yeah. I want you all right now, faithful listeners, to go ahead and just guess what ad we're going to run. Because I think you already know. We are going to run Litterline. We're going to run Instant Mister. We're going to run... uh, You know what it is, people. It's Grumble. Grumble. There are hundreds of dating sites, dating apps, and matchmakers out there, and do you know what they all have in common? A complete lack of respect for the humble goblin. Are goblins just expected to pick up the dregs left behind by the dashing half-elf sweeping away the fairest maidens? Are bugbears just supposed to be the third wheel to their dwarven friends all their lives? Are ogres really deserving of love? No. No. And yes, on Grumble, things are different. Grumble is the premier dating and romance service for goblins and goblin kin. At Grumble, our staff delicately reviews every application to ensure only the deepest connection between you and your future love, or loves. 
We cater to all genders, colors, and sexualities. Sexuality. Just say the word and we won't stop until you are thoroughly satisfied. satisfied. Just listen to some of our most satiated clients. Before Grumble, I thought I'd never find anyone for me. Between my busy schedule of murder and pillaging, there was no time to look for love. Now, thanks to Grumble, every day I return to my cave, covered in the blood of my enemies, to the little green love of my life. I don't know how I'd pillage without them. After a hard day of trading stocks and bonds, it was nice to meet up with my newfound hobgoblin biddy for a good old-fashioned bone down. Let me tell ya, Grumble got me exactly what I needed. Someone to share my hyper-aggressive sexual tendencies with. Price, no problem. Discretion, don't worry about it. Satisfaction, guaranteed. Big thumbs up to grumble. Me and my bugbear partner were looking for someone open-minded to add to our relationship, but goblins aren't really well known for being that flexible. However, thanks to Grumble, they curated several candidates for us to look over, and we welcomed Brizgax to our home and our hearts. Couldn't have done it without the hard-working folks at Grumble. Thanks, Grumble! Sign up for Grumble today with 25% off your first month using the promo code PETSHOP and start looking for the goblin of your dreams. Grumble. Get busy. End of the sexy. End of the sexy. Sorry, I just need a minute to uh, catch my breath. Do you need to go grab a quick cold shower? No, I'm good. I'm good. I just like, uh, my, my endurance isn't that great. So, uh. I just need to take a take a breather, and um, I'll be ready for round two, baby. Yeah, to sit in solemn sexiness in a crisp cold shower. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you thought our rent reference was niche? God damn it! <laughs> hey, you know, uh, I I like to make jokes for me sometimes. <laughs> That's fine, but like, damn son, um, you ready to continue? I'm so ready, dude. All right, up next, we have <coughs> Dryads. Ooh. We got this tree lady. Oh, you gotta love a good tree fae person. This, like, fae individual seemingly made of, like, either, like, wood or leaves with, like, big... um. Reference for it's a, it's sort of a relevant a, a, a recent reference. I don't know if you've played the game Hades recently. I have not played Hades. Um, Eurydice in Hades very much looks like this kind of dryad. She's got like big tree head, like tree leaf hair, and like branches that go into like a cool ponytail kind of thing. Was Eurydice always a dryad, or was she a, a mortal person first? Eurydice. I think she was immortal. Yeah, because there's a mortal. Yeah, because because there was the the whole you know, or you know, uh, Hades brings her down to Hades, and then Orpheus mm-hmm. comes down after her, and Hades like you can go take her with you, but if you look back to see if she's still there, she's gonna right, stay right, right. here, and um. At least in this interpretation, she's in that game. She looks like a dryad. 
Well, this is one spicy dryad right here. That is true. Travelers entering a forest might catch a glimpse of a feminine form flitting through the trees. Warm laughter hangs on the air, drawing those who hear it in deeper to the emerald shadows. Powerful fey will sometimes bind lesser fey spirits to trees, transforming them into dryads. This is sometimes done as a punishment when the fey spirit falls in love with a mortal and that love is forbidden. Ooh, Ooh. the intrigue. A dryad can emerge from the tree and travel the lands around it, but the tree remains her home and roots her to the world. As long as the tree remains healthy and unharmed, the dryad stays forever youthful and alluring. If the tree is harmed, she suffers. If the tree is ever destroyed, the dryad descends into madness. Oh, you know what would be cool? Yeah. Uh, like, like the, the the whole beginning of this had me think. It's like, what if you did like a weird, like Romeo and Juliet midsummer like crossover, where it's like instead of the Montagues and the Capulets, it's like the House of Titania and Oberon. Okay, just and just a thought. And Puck is just Mercutio. Puck is just Mercutio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dryads act as guardians of their woodland domains. Shy and reclusive, they watch interlopers from the trees. A dryad struck by the beauty of a stranger might investigate more closely, perhaps even try to lure the individual away to be charmed. Dryads work with other sylvan creatures to defend their forests. Unicorns, treants, and satyrs live alongside them. In addition to the druids, they sh- uh, in, in addition to the druids that share the dryad's devotion to the woods, they call home. Dryads can speak with plants and animals. They can teleport from one tree to another, luring interlopers away from their groves. If pressed, a dryad can beguile humanoids with her enchantments, turning enemies into friends. And they also know a handful of useful spells. All right. So we just got this sexy tree lady. Oh, yeah. yeah, Look, they're real pretty. It's got that feminine sort of elven features in the form. The long ears. The high cheekbones. And, like, I love this art because, like, the way the leaves are, like, covering the front of the it's chest. It's like a toga. It's, it's got, yeah, it's got the one shoulder off, kind of. Yeah. It's, it's pretty <laughs> look. cute. Well, yeah, it looks like, you know, like, uh, uh, like it should be on, like, the cover of, like, like a White Snakes album. You know, like, with, I like, want... the t-shirt. But yeah, exactly. it's just leaves. Exactly that. Um, I want Dryad Fashion Show now. Oh, please. It would be so good. It's like, because I'm... Shit. I'm also thinking of, like, Eladrin. The, oh, like, yeah. fey elves yeah. and the different seasons and how those, like, different colors take effect. <gasps> it would be very good. Because, like, I'm, like this is this seems, this feels very much like, like spring Dryad to me. Oh, yeah. But, like, I want to see autumn Dryad and winter Dryad. Oh, the winter triad is like it's got that sleek, like bald look. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, or it's like evergreen trees. Oh, like got that, like, that like, pine look. Got a pine mohawk. Oh, nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. Or like bro. the, or like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the pulled back kind of look. Yeah, no, it'd be great. Hair. Yeah, you know, like when when when, when like a fem fem person just rocks that bald look, and it's just like mm-hmm. ooh. And then it's like there's a there's like a moment where like on the on the runway where it's this is I'm picturing like this is where I'm going right now is like 
fashion show slash like cabaret not cabaret like um burlesque burlesque kind of thing where like a wind blows through and all the pine needles fall off and they're oh. like oh <laughs> oh no and like covering and whatnot and but- just like oh no what happened to all of my needles <laughs> Yeah, another dryad like you know, burlesque vaudeville act. <laughs> <laughs> Pin up dryads is what I'm saying. Pin up dryads. <laughs> we need it now. I would, I would get that pin up dryad calendar. Let's do this. With like, oh, it would just align with the seasons. Yeah, there you go. We'll put this it in the is gift a million shop. dollar idea. We'll put it in the gift shop. Everyone will want one. <laughs> the dryad calendar. <laughs> this fucking rules. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty good idea. Uh, and there's definitely like we got it. We got to like there's there's got to be. I know that this book presents dryads as primarily feminine, but like we all know that fair like fate are just gender fluid as fuck. They gots to be. Oh yeah. So like get some you know get some male dryads in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you know, I'm, I'm picturing like a like a like a like a branch and leaf like kilt kind of thing. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Fashion's fashion's very sexy. Yeah, fashion um, and like natural fashion with like leaves and shit. Oh, mm-hmm. give it to me all day. Eco, it's eco friendly. Eco fashion. Ooh. Um, in terms of their stat block, they can speak with animals and plants at will. They can do that tree stride thing. They do have a fey charm effect, similar to the uh, incubi and the succubi. Um, charmed creatures regard dryads as trusted friends to be heeded and protected. And, uh, yeah, it lasts for, uh, uh, lasts for 24 hours or until the dryad dies, whichever comes first. Oh, and a dryad can have, uh, one humanoid and up to three beasts charmed at a time. So they wow. can just, like, roll around with, like, a pack of, like, wolves or pigeons or That's whatever. That's pretty cool. Or gophers. Then they got some, like, basic druid craft kind of spells they can do. Bark skin, shillelagh, and tangle. Good berry. I love a good good berry. Just like enticing, it's like, ooh, do you want? Like, I see, can see you're hungry. Do you want a good berry? I love that. That shillelagh is shillelagh a, a, a slotted spell or is that a cantrip? It is a cantrip. Why is it a once per day spell? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> shillelagh is a cantrip. That's a very good point, Zach Rob. Huh. Interesting. Ah. Let's go back to dryad fashions. Oh, okay. Yes. Unless there's a different dryad topic I, we would like to I discuss. Mean, I just want to see, like, 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 bib overalls, but, like, planty, you know? Okay. okay. Just, like, a pair of, like, cute, over, like, maybe even overall shorts. Mm-hmm. Made out of, like, petals and yeah, stuff. Yeah, overalls have been making a huge comeback lately, and this I think true. overalls are cute. I think between just, like, yeah, the fashion styles and, like, the hair possibilities, like, this is a rich vein yeah. of, of just, like, s- sexy content. No doubt, no doubt. And, like, fashion, as we all know, fashion is seasonal. Fashion is seasonable, seasonable is the word I said, mm. seasonal, but it, it's also, like, fashion's whatever you want it to be. Like it, it's it's personal expression. It's it can be a little it can be erotic if it wants to be. I want someone be, in plant coveralls and a plant <laughs> and a plant tricorder. <laughs> Is that what does it for you? Yeah, that's what I want to see right now. <laughs> 
but like but like the 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 coveralls are like unzipped like a fair amount so like they're kind of open showing off a little bit of like like that you know that that mm-hmm. those abs those pecs you do the like Winry uh Winry Rockbell look of, oh, like, yeah. take the coveralls off and tie the tie the front oh, around the waist and thank you <laughs> hell yeah you got that, yeah, that that little bit of that ro- sexy Rosie the Riveter energy. Oh yeah, most definitely, but also with the tricorner. So like, you know, experimenting with that old ye old admiral look, fusion fashion. Yeah, here we go. Hit it. You can't. You can't. You get, it's for the humans, you know, to kind of like warm them up to the idea. Yeah, like you can't go all fay out the gate. But then, like, as soon as you get down that runway, you lose the tricorn. But, like, but then, like, sometimes I feel like people can go a little off base, and, you know, it's, like, like, plant, like, trip pants. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, that's no good. But, like, but I feel like plant bell bottoms would be admissible. So it's, like, hmm. where's that, that line? It's very fine. It's a fine, it fine is. line. Hmm. Hmm, Indeed. Dryads are sexy, is all I'm saying. Uh, yes, they, they, they look. They deserved a, a, a seat at this particular table, and I'm glad that they were here. If we ever get like really rich and famous, okay, we're making a dryad calendar. Oh yes, please. We're gonna we're gonna find some artists. We're gonna do a different artist for each month to commission. You know, sexy spring fay one. Oh hell yeah, spring dryad two, spring dryad three. And then we have just a sexy dryad calendar. Oh, I would love it. That would be amazing. That'd be so good. If anyone out there is artsy and wants to wants to collab, hit us up, petshopcast.com. Uh but yeah, that's dryads. That's all I, I've got to say about that's dryads. All, you got to dry- all right. I love well, them. Alright, so we've got uh this one is is definitely our most unconventional of the bunch, but we mm-hmm. cannot deny that this cat fox. Um, so we're talking about the Rakshasa. The Rakshasa. So the Rakshasa is a medium-sized uh, tiger fiend. Mm-hmm. They're lawful evil. This cat, uh, yeah, he, big big old tiger on, on all fours. Like a- He's in wearing like a a nice like sort of like hot pink doublet, some green Did you say trousers. On all fours. I didn't say all in all fours. What did I say? I thought that's what I, that's what, that's what I thought you said. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I, now I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> that's okay. We're good. Keep going. Anyway, he's got a this, you know fancy hot pink doublet, some some uh, green trousers, some that, that uh, so, waist, so, that belt around the waist, that belt around the waist, those fun boots that like have like the little curly toe. Love the curly toe. And he's just got like a lovely blue cape on. Smoking a pipe. Smoking a pipe. Now, the biggest sort of uh, characteristic about these cats is they's hands are backwards. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, imagine, like, I I want everyone listening to, like, look at your hands, like, palms facing you, but then, like, switch them. Like, like, so, like, your thumb was on, like, the edge where, like, your pinky would be. So your hands are just backwards, and you, yeah. So your thumbs are the other way. Yeah, and that's the rakshasa. The hands is backwards. So the rakshasa employs delicacy and misdirection in its pursuit of dominion over others. 
Mm. Few creatures ever see the fiend in its true form, for it can take on any guise it wants, although it prefers to masquerade as someone powerful or influential. A noble cardinal or rich merchant, for example. A Rakshasa's true form combines the features of a human and a tiger with one noteworthy deformity. The palms uh, are where the, the backs of the hands would be on a human. So the hands are just turn around, flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> no. So yeah, they're, very, they're kind of strange. The hands are backwards. Evil spirits in mortal flesh. Rakshasas originated long ago in the Nine Hells when powerful devils created a dark ritual to free their essence from their fiendish bodies in order to escape the lower planes. A Rakshasa enters the material plane to feed its appetite for humanoid flesh and evil Mm. schemes. It selects its prey with care, taking pains to keep its presence in the world a secret. Mm. Evil reborn. Mm. For a Rakshasa, death on the material plane means an agonizing and torturous return to the Nine Hells, where its essence remains trapped until its body reforms. A process that can take months or years. When the Rakshasa is reborn, it has all the memories and knowledge of its former life, and it seeks retribution against the one who slew it. If the target has somehow slipped through its grasp, the Rakshasa might punish its killer's family, friends, or descendants. Like devils, Rakshasas killed in the Nine Hills are forever destroyed. Mm. So, um, yeah, these are just some, like, me kitty cats. So, like, you know, like, <laughs> people that are you know, into, like, that furry lifestyle, but also, like, that, su- <laughs> that but but also, like, being, like, a sub. Yeah, I like, think- Rakshasas is kinky. Yeah, they, I'm, this, uh, is, this is our kink creature. This is our kink creature, which is, like, furry dom sort of kink. TikTok. Um, <laughs> so if you're on on that particular end of TikTok, uh, yeah, you could probably find some some rakshasas who are looking for some subs. Um, I'm saying they, one of the spells they can cast at will is dominate person. It is dominate person, but they uh, don't need a spell for that. So yeah, these <laughs> these, these cats they got uh, some limited magic immunity. So they I know you be... keep saying cats because you say that just to refer to people sometimes, yeah, but, it's but it's very, very it, fun because it, it's an actual pers- cat. And for some reason, it bothers me for this one. Because <laughs> they're literal cats. Uh, but yeah, these cats, they got a uh, limited magic immunity. Oh, uh, the Rakshasa can't be affected or detected by spells of 6th level or lower unless it wishes to be. It has advantage on saving throws against all other spells and magical effects. Jesus Christ. So you really got to have that potent shit or like you're not doing anything against this guy. Or you just stab them. Uh, and then they have some innate spell casting. Their uh, spell save DC is an 18, which is pretty spicy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can innately cast at will, detect thoughts, which is, that's a, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, disguise self, mage hand, which is, you know, a, a, a minor illusion, which are cantrips, so that makes sense. Um, right. Three times a day, they can cast ta- uh, charm person, detect magic, invisibility, major image, or suggestion. Yep. And once a day each, they can do dominate person, fly, plane shift, and true seeing. Yep, these guys which are is, scary. Which is potent as hell. I uh, just want a Rakshasa that runs a brothel. Like, yeah. Now they are vulnerable to piercing from magical weapons wielded by good creatures. Define 
piercing. I, I would assume like piercing damage. So like if it's like a magical bow, magical define, short define, sword. Define a weapon. I mean, what I would, I'm trying to say is, does my dick count as a weapon? Um, is it going to deal piercing damage? I'm just saying it says piercing. It doesn't. I just want to specify. It doesn't say damage. Well, it's it's a damage vulnerability to piercing from magical weapons. You're stepping on my bit. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just saying how strong. I'm just saying, Griff, how strong is your dick? <laughs> are are you going to apply the amount of force with that with thine member to deal piercing damage? <laughs> if so, then yeah, brah. How how hard are you willing to go for this bit, Griffin? <laughs> <laughs> I can't take it. Back. Are you willing to take to take bludgeoning damage to your own schwanz <laughs> in pursuit of this? <laughs> what has happened? Uh, there's a um there's a terrible thing for its claw attack. If you want to read that, um, oh, I haven't. Um, so yeah, it's got a claw attack. So if it hits, it's two d six plus two, so a a great sword essentially, mm-hmm. or the slashing. And the target is cursed if it is a creature. The magical curse that affects whenever the target takes a short or long rest, filling the target's thoughts with horrible images and dreams. The cursed target gains no benefit from finishing a short or long rest. Oh, no! Yeah. The curse lasts until it is lifted by a removed curse spell or similar magic. Oh, man. That's bad. Rakshasas are nasty. That's really bad, Griff. Yeah. I miss running a Rakshasa. They got dark vision up to 60 feet. That's pretty nice. They're yeah. immune to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical weapons, so you gotta have them magical weapons to even do fucking anything. Yeah, they're scary. But they're they vulnerable s- to that piercing, so everyone get your magical spears and bows and arrows out. Maybe some short swords. If you're good, if, if you're a good aligned creature. If you're a good aligned creature. So if it's you're like... The only time alignment has any sort of mechanical... Uh, relevancy in this yeah. game. And if you're an evil aligned creature, I mean, like, just get with it. I mean, like, you can still deal damage with, like, a magical weapon, but you you're just saying, don't get no, that. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, get with it. Get with it. <laughs> uh, fuck. Fuck. What is, f- what is the sexiest part about the Rakshasa to you? For me, it's, for me, for me, it's the shoes. See, I'm, see, I'm curious about the angles it can hit with those hands. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I just like, hadn't considered. Like, this fish could probably hit you from anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was taking a drink I'm, of water because I'm thirsty right now. I'm deceased. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel, cancel the podcast. The game is canceled. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you think it's got like a like we can see it's t- it's got its tiger head and its tiger hands and its its arms and its fur, but like you think it's just like a normal human body under there, under those clothes. I mean, like I'd say, like like if you looked at, I mean, probably like normal human body, but like you know, it's got the fur. Okay. 
So like, but like, I'm just, I'm expecting like some cut abs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and some some rippling pectorals. Do you think its feet are actually curled like that for the shoes? I doubt. I doubt it. Unless I'm it doesn't sh- take care of its like toenails and like they get uh-huh. all gross and curly, you know, like that's the not guys, sexy. Like that's the not feet. sexy. Cancel. 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 Okay. <laughs> abort. Abort. Yeah, those uh, are the only shoes that'll fit because it refuse because because this cat refuses to cut its nails. Stop. <laughs> Talk more to me about the angles it can hit. It's that's the angles, though. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a whole different um, Kama Sutra for like for like fiends for like mm-hmm. hell fiends. Um, oh, I should have done a Kama Sutra game with you again. Oh, we didn't. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. Oh well, shame on us. That's okay. It it, it would have been too much. Miles. It would have yeah. I got a dog in the background now. It would have been it would have been too much for this episode. Oh, we've just been too uh, like after those angles. Like we just can't take it anymore. Oh God. So Rakshasa runs a runs a like a brothel probably. Oh I'm, uh, oh. oh. It's a fancy one. You you gotta go to the Nine Hells to check out this brothel though. Mm-hmm, like you've mm-hmm. just got to. It's like it's a it's a tourist stop. Oh yeah, most definitely. It's on all the maps. Yeah, it's on it's on the maps. Yeah, it, it like it gets its own like star, like you know, like the capital, like you know, like the the was the Iron City of Dis or whatever, or is <laughs> yeah. that in the is, or is that in the Elemental Plane? No, that's the City of Brass. Yeah, I'm thinking of the yes, the City of Brass. Yeah, no, sorry, Dis is in. Hells. In, yes. in the hells, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's like City of Dis. You know, it's got like the capital star on the map, but like very little. Like in the the, the boundary of the city itself is another star, <laughs> and that's for um Ricky Rickshaw's um uh, mm-hmm. a house of merriment. Nailed it. House of Angles. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Oh, we can we can we can reuse the uh, the uh, the high end brothel that your old character uh, used to work for, and the, the call it the it's the Gossamer House. Oh yes, there we go. Mm. Beautiful. When when Zach played a uh, uh, up and coming magical concubine. Yeah, I did. In fact, and yeah, I, I, I miss my boy. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, like I'm hyped. About how sexy this ep has been. It's I don't been, have anything else for Rakshasa's. So. It's been a pretty good episode. It's been a pretty good app. I hope that you're all like you're on your drive. You've stayed safe with yeah. how presumably like like based off how hot and bothered we are. Like if you, if you even, need to if you need to pull over and crank one out, like like just go for dude, it. Be just safe. do it. Just 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 be uh, just be safe is what we're be, saying. Yeah, be safe out there. Use protection. Be safe. Rub one out. <laughs> New T-shirt. New T-shirt idea. Uh, but yeah, that's all. I, that's all, I think that's all we got, Griff. I think that's all we got. Oh my For, god, we did it, Zach. This is a this is a pretty sexy episode. I'm feeling nice and nice and nice and turned on by all I'm feeling, this. I'm feeling pretty satisfied. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I had some. I had some rocks on my shoulders. Okay. And now my and now the rocks are off. Nice. I'm glad you got your rocks off, Griff. I got the rocks off. Like that? That was Like that? That was pretty good. What other euphemisms can I can we can we spoof on? Um, 
uh, yeah, I uh, had this like uh, a big. It was like a, it was like a, a load of stuff that came in. Mm-hmm. But frankly, like it was, it was like you know, like, uh, uh, full of helium in the wind. Mm-hmm. It, it took it away. So yeah, it, it, the wind really blew my load. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got this big bag of nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Fun fact, though, I actually have an acorn on my desk right now, so I got it. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, we, we've got the the R and R and D made like these new like like uh, uh, pallet movers. Yeah. Um, but they're weird. Like it's like like a genie's lamp. You have to kind of rub it like to make it move. Um, mm-hmm. and so I got one. You know, I took it. You know, you know, out of the the loading dock. So like, I rubbed I rubbed one out. Um, <laughs> and then the and then like yeah, it fell over onto my bag of nuts, and so it busted my nuts. <laughs> oh yeah, you busted your nuts, man. <laughs> nice. Oh, and then we came and the- to the shop. <laughs> Everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. And if this is the last episode of ours you listen to, we totally understand. We get it. We've committed a sit. We've committed, I think, like podcast crimes. In this yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's the sin of adultery. Anyway. <laughs> um- <laughs> Uh, as per usual, uh, if you like what you heard, uh, we don't understand why you would, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like, like, review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you find them, and, uh, we love you. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna put this episode, I'm gonna put the uncut audio of this episode on Pornhub, and there's nothing oh, you can do to stop me. No, not the hub! <laughs> Um, this has been delightful. If you enjoyed our episode today, uh, check out the other... Actually, you know what? No, I'm not going to plug the network on this time. Not not on this episode. Not on this episode. This episode stands alone and by itself and has no association with any other shows or networks. Yeah. This burden lives on our shoulders and our shoulders alone. For their own protection, yes. We stand... (laughs) For their own protection, we stand alone. Yes. Uh, And uh, And I think that's all we we have to say. We love you and goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) I've been Griffin. I've been Zach. And I I guess at the end of the day... What the fuck have we done? This is it. That's it. That's the end of the episode. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Thank you all for listening to episode 69 Nice of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us. You can find us as part of the Ghostlight Media Network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on Twitter at Pet Shop Cast. On our website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon page, which helps support all of the Ghostlight Media shows and all of the fantastic people who create them. Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Chuck, Nate, and Connor for your continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or at Nicole Voice on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran and on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, God, we're sorry for all the podcast crimes, gang. But hey, if you had some laughs, then we're doing our job right. Don't bust a nut. Bye. This has been a Ghost Light Media Production.